Toontown Historical Society presents Toontown Public Works, a program where three highly unqualified doofuses make a mockery of themselves in the name of preserving this great city's forgotten classics. Hello, and welcome to Toontown Public Works. We trudge through the ink to find the hidden gems. I'm H.T. the Raccoon. I'm Casey the Dog. I'm Cirque the Cat. Hi. Uh, I hope. What that. do you What do you think of our new slug, guys? I, I yeah, it's I, all right. Like it's kind of generic, but it's also better than what our old one, which is absolutely nothing related to our actual show. I mean, it's it's mostly important that you like it, HT, because you're the one who says it. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess that's like I'm not. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, but I, I, I actually have some really important news I need to get to uh, before we get started. Um, hello. Uh, in the previous episode, I advocated for the idea of sneaking into a movie that you did not pay f- to see and paying for a different thing. This is not a behavior that I condone for other people to do. This is immoral and make sure to pay for your movies so your friendly neighborhood executive can actually afford his jet okay thank you nice nice fully work ruffling those papers before you read so that we would know that you are reading from a paper you can also, <laughs> yeah that was <laughs> that was really great work you can oh, also you. just pirate uh, them so nobody gets money don't actually do that though oh don't do that no <laughs> Okay. Actually, no, actually don't. Like, okay, so this is this is not me. This is okay. Just don't watch the emoji movie. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, don't like, watch just like don't watch the emoji movie because it's honestly not worth your time. No, it's, like I get I get the novelty I get the novelty of watching something because it's bad. I think that's fun. I just don't think that this is the I don't think I haven't heard from anyone so far that this one is going to be fun. No, so. no, it's like like even if it eventually pops up onto Netflix for you to watch at any time yeah. or whatever, I still wouldn't recommend it because it's not fun. Like, it's... I was so bored. So bored. Ugh. Boy, don't uh, do yeah, it. There are, there are lots of fun, bad movies to watch. Watch one of those instead. Yeah, there's a lot... Like I said, honestly... Uh, I would recommend watching Food Fight because Food Fight is really freaking hilarious and how shamelessly awful it is. Yeah, sure. There you go. Watch Food Fight. Um, in other news, did you guys know uh, that life is like a hurricane? Oh, here in Duckburg? I don't know where that is. Oh, uh, you're just making oh, you're oh, just oh. making shit up. I now. mean, Calisoda. Sure. Uh, yes. No. <laughs> Ducktails. By the way, what what in the fuck is a duck blur? I. You ever yeah. think about that? What What is a duck blur? It's a duck that cast even blur. Mean. I'm yeah, guessing it's just a, I guess it's just looking at a duck when you have a sick stigmatism, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's it's a duck blur is, is what your grandmother says when she watches DuckTales. Exactly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, it's a duck blur. Oh. So, yes. <laughs> I've been hearing it wrong the entire time. <laughs> yes, yeah, so D- DuckTales 2017, uh, it uh, it met my astronomical expectations, and I'm really excited to see the directions that they're going to take it. 
it's not yeah it was super super good and i'm really excited like they sorry i i tend to commandeer the conversation when i talk if i interrupt you which i i feel like i do frequently then please just let me know but i don't care it's all good yeah well yeah i know i was just i just want to anyway so like for Casey's conscious, but interrupt him if he need, like if he gets to. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, the it, it wasn't exactly uh, an adaptation of the old Ducktales or of the uh, the original like Duckverse comics. Mm. Uh, it was more, it was more a conflation of those two things into its own separate universe, you know, so it, it has references to like a lot of references that made me very happy to things like the McDuck family line and, uh, and just a lot of things like that while maintaining aspects of the old show, such as, for example, Launchpad McQuack, uh, uh and his, uh, what's the mate's name? Oh my God. I don't remember. Oh my god, I, um, I'm gonna hate myself for not knowing this because she was my favorite. Webby's like, mom, lo- not well, mom, yeah. like uh, yeah, aunt that, or really, something. No, no, it's her. I think it's her mom. Okay. Or something. Uh, but because uh, I'm gonna feel really bad because she was like the 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 retooled character that I really ha- was happy with the most. The way they changed them up, um, the most. Well, actually, I would say my favorite way that they yeah, retooled like, a character that's already existed is Donald Duck because they turned Donald Duck. From, you know, just a very one-note, angry kind of character to someone who actually seems genuinely neurotic, but also, like, very, very scared of he seems he seems a lot like he seems a lot like someone in their 30s which i appreciate a lot Uh, he's he's a very so okay so i I gotta be honest i'm like i'm most excited about what's going on with him more than anything yeah he was my he was my favorite character in the episode uh but i think that overall from the old ducktales every character was improved um so like a, a major complaint that a lot of the people who really follow the duckverse uh, had with the old series is that they kind of made Scrooge McDuck, uh, who was a very uh, grumpy, uh, cheap old man in the comics, into uh, kind of a, uh, you know, like a, a nice uh, kind of a, uh, like a very, like softer, very more more family friendly version of that character. Um, and Mrs. They Beakley. Kind of found- Mrs. Beakley. There, there you go. Mrs. Beakley is the name of the maid woman. I don't know. I think it doesn't seem like she's a maid anymore in this one. She's she's clearly she's clearly more of a. uh, Well, I don't know. She's a she's a housekeeper slash uh, bodyguard. It seems. Yeah, well, and she's she's like scheduling meetings and like stuff like that. But, like that, but but very empowering. But 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 no, she doesn't want that though because she keeps treating Scrooge keeps treating her like she's a secretary. But she sure. But we, we can't we can't continue because I'm losing my thread when I was talking earlier. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So like so what I as I was saying, Scrooge was a grumpy old man in the comics and. A very a very sweet elderly person in DuckTales, the the nineteen eighties DuckTales. Yeah. Uh, and in this one, they kind of found a way of uh, of portraying Uncle Scrooge as a grumpy, bitter old man, as he has been in the comics. But instead of playing it off for laughs, it's kind of uh, it's kind of portrayed as that character's Hamarsha, where 
uh, he's got that as a, like, that's his flaw. That's his tragic flaw. That is the thing that he has to overcome. See, I, uh, and the way I've mm-hmm. portrayed the way they're doing Scrooge McDuck in this, and in fact, mm-hmm. the whole duck universe is, uh, it seems like it's sort of like if, at, like, the comics, the ones that were, like, the old Duckverse comics, like, mm-hmm. happened to a point with a couple changes, but then basically it shifted into a bad timeline where something happened that completely threw everything off. And then, uh, then basically this, we're at the point where just basically Scrooge's lowest point in a long time where he can't go on adventures anymore and he's not having fun doing anything. He can't enjoy his riches. He doesn't like, except that's, that's not, that's not different from the comics that happens. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, like, like that, that's like, uh, the comics are pretty bad read, for him, don't they? Yeah. So, in at least according to uh, the so at least according to Don Rosa's version of the story, which is an adaptation of Carl Barks's, the Don Rosa ones are the ones I'm most familiar with. Uh, Scrooge McDuck uh, did uh, kind of like before before the comics canon, you know, before before issue one of Uncle Scrooge comics, mm-hmm. uh, he did go on like a whole lifetime of crazy adventures. He became a prospector, uh, and uh, and he had some old west fun times and a bunch of stuff like that. And then uh, and then at some point he. Uh, he became embittered and locked himself up with his riches and the comic starts as DuckTales 2017 starts. I mean, yeah. With him getting back into it. Like, that's that's not different from well, the comics. But, but that's it is what different happens what they're it. doing with it. And it's because it's like... Oh, yeah, for like, sure. Like, like, and, I mean, and, like, I want to say, like, okay, I'll be perfectly honest. I haven't read very much of the Don Rosa stuff, honestly, but... Um, I do know, like, I, I just, I felt like what was going on was, okay, if not that, then maybe a lot of what happened in maybe, like, DuckTales happened, but without the twin, like, the triplets there, um, or something. But basically, I mean, I don't want to get into spoilers, because I think people should watch it, uh, but there's something that happens that's significantly different than any interpretation of these characters that basically adds a lot of drama in a way that's a lot more interesting than just uh, he got bitter from, like, I don't know, just whatever. Like, just kind of, like, it basically, it's... I'm actually actually not sure what you're talking about right now. uh, You know, the very thing... Okay, seriously, like, at the very end... I I don't want to spoil it, though! Can you type it to me? Uh, Fine. (laughs) Uh, I'll just type it up and you can continue talking what you were trying to say. Or if Cirque sure, has um, Cirk something to say. Then. Yeah, what are your thoughts on this, Cirque? Uh, Did you like it? I, mean, I really we, we it. don't have to talk about lore. I yeah. enjoyed it a lot. I thought that even without all the references to other DuckTales stuff, that if it was just a new show like premiering now, it would be something with a lot of promise. I yeah, am I, really excited to see what's going on with it. I guess starting next month, maybe? I'm very happy yeah, about September, the scheduling, because apparently it's going to be weekly instead of what happened with uh, Gravity Falls. Yeah. 
That's a uh, very good thing. Which is good because waiting waiting for new episodes of Gravity Falls was exhausting. But, was it like uh, a, but yeah, a the whole next... like two years between seasons for Gravity Falls? That might be true. I actually only caught up on that during its last season. I know it was a huge stretch um, between uh, season one and season two. Yeah. Uh, the the next episodes of DuckTales, I believe, are scheduled to air on September 23rd, uh, which is my birthday. I don't know why they uh, set it up in quite that way. <laughs> you know, like the, to, to do it and then a month later uh ht is still typing so it must oh never mind yeah was, all right yeah I, I, well like it's that you know okay i mean i because that's that's i don't know i don't know if that's i don't know if that's different from any portrayal or not though but, like I, I i don't know enough to say that well that but i don't i it's I it's, pers- it's not it's not germane because nobody who's listening knows what we're talking about anyway yeah, <laughs> so I but i just i've never we can, I, we can talk look, about this look, again i guess as someone who has never really read the comics i guess mm. i it's just something i haven't experienced but it seems like something that i've never seen with these characters before and i actually think that's really interesting well yeah the i the idea of any show the, the idea of ducktales having any kind of uh like continuity or like an arc in general is something that i think that or, or like those characters having an arc is something that we haven't seen explored very much in general. I, that, that was a terrible sentence. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you know, I guess, I guess my point is, is that it's just, I'm really excited because it seems like, cause a lot of the people on the show are actually gravity falls alumni. Um, yep. mm-hmm. and, uh, so, it, and you can, really you can see-, see that in the, uh, and how it's like been portrayed so far. Yeah, like, it, it has a lot of the same kind of tone, both in humor and in also characterization, and also for having a branching storyline. And there's, like, there's one specific scene where you actually see the cork board with all the different information about, like, uh, different, like, news clippings that, Go- uh, that Gosling has. Uh, and Gosling is, Gosling is Darkwing Duck. Well, not Gosling. Yeah. <laughs> Webby. Webby, Webby, Webby. Yeah, that's um, right. Uh, but, like... Of like the family tree, but then there's also newspaper headlines, and it's like it's one of those moments like in Gravity Falls where it's gonna be like something in like a year or two from now where we're going, oh my god, they hinted this since the very beginning. Yeah, that might be true. Like that, there may like I feel like there were probably a few Chekhov's guns in that first episode that will lead. Well, that'll service as a uh, establishment for future events. I mean, like uh, I, I think that it's very, 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 very likely that we are getting a crossover with Tailspin at some point because not only was there mention of uh, the town from uh, Tailspin, as well as uh, there was a headline in uh, on one of, on Webby's board that was about Sky Pirates. But I believe I believe there's actually even already. I, I don't know if this is confirmed or not. I think there's already a Darkwing Duck. Oh no, that's, cameo that, at that, some that, point. That, that's that's confirmed. There's going to be a Darkwing Duck episode where it's going to kind of explore the idea of how both uh, how Launchpad with Quack was in both Ducktales and in uh, Darkwing Duck at the same time. You know, sure, which is going to yeah. be fun. Uh, but uh, uh, I think the. I think they got all the Disney afternoon shows that they can pull from. The only thing they can't do is Rescue Rangers. That's why I why heard. can't they? Why can't they do Rescue Rangers? Because Disney's trying to make a movie out of it. Oh, okay. 
Oh, really? Oh uh, no, I'm so excited. I hope that I hope that works out. For a while. Uh, well, uh, well, we'll see. Fingers crossed. I I would really like to see a Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie, though. I want to see what the I cult, watch the hell out I of. I want to see what the cult of gadget does about that. Mm. <laughs> God. Okay. Oh, no. uh, with that, with that, let's move on to what the actual podcast is, which is us watching old public domain cartoons. Uh, so uh, if you haven't watched us uh, or haven't listened to us, well, before, well, to be fair. DuckTales is kind of old, and it's also kind of public domain. The first episode is free. Is you it? You can get it online right now. Yeah. Huh. Well, I mean... Uh, it's not, not technically public domain. It is watchable on YouTube. They put it on YouTube oh, because the streaming services they were trying to well, do are... And also, the fact of the matter is, if you live in the UK, you cannot watch that because of regional stuff. <laughs> yeah, but, like, you, you can find ways. Well, You can find ways I to know, watch... I know. I'm just saying. Ducktales and we're, we're, we're not a movie. we're not a show that advocates that kind of thing. Okay. Well, I, it doesn't even <laughs> have to be illegal. I think the Disney. I think if you download the Disney XD app, you can actually stream it there too. That's. True. I don't know if that's. Uh, I don't know if there's anything regional. So okay, that. going back onto what our podcast is about for newcomers. Uh, basically, what we do is we uh, watch. Uh, we have like a big cart DVD collection of like 600 plus uh, cartoons and. Uh, they're all in the public domain, uh, or at least I believe they all are. I think they are. Um, usually with these kind of collections, yeah, they are. But um, we are watching uh, them like three at a time every uh, every episode, and we just talk about them because it's interesting to talk about old cartoons. Um, so what cartoon are we going to start with today? We are going – well, let me pull up the list. You you said that like we've established that like I, as I, being I, like a, a relic of our show. <laughs> it is though. I, I've brought it up I like guess. that over and over again. <laughs> oh, I guess I haven't been paying attention. Yeah, I, like I, I, to the podcast I'm on because you you've just you've just never said it with that much pomp and circumstance before. I swear to God, I, I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just imagining just, like a giant like scroll like that you just unfurl to the feet and it just goes down like flight of stairs because it's so long <laughs> because you because you wrote the because you wrote the words with such big letters yeah it's like justin mcelroy's <laughs> resume <laughs> um okay and so drum roll please alex okay so we are going to watch uh a cartoon that is called uh frady cat well, that's the name of the character, and the show, the episode is called "Love Is a Many Feathered Thing." That name sounds familiar. Oh God, I think I know what this is. Oh God, <laughs> I won't say what it is just in case I'm wrong. But oh God. Every kitty has nine lives, but eight of mine went fast. Now there's only one life left, and I want to make it last. Yep, I was right. <clears throat> God. So the concept of this cartoon is... Uh, okay, so I'm, I'm actually very confused because it doesn't explain what's really happening. But what we have, as far as I can tell, is a cat with anxiety who has died eight times. And every time it accidentally says a number, 
it it summons one of its past lives. No, this is a deep cartoon. This, it's, this is a it, deep it, cartoon about reincarnation and how our pe- past lives come back yeah, to it's, haunt us. It's it's the cloud atlas of cartoons, and it's uh, <laughs> okay, and it's. Well, like, it doesn't. But like, that's the thing is, it isn't. It isn't played like a deep cartoon. It's like a Hanna Barbera cartoon, kind of. Well, like, okay. Can we all agree that there's like nothing of substance in this cartoon? Uh, I can say it's aggressively mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, it's... like, okay, the premise is okay. I think that's a fine premise, but there's nothing here at all. A cat gets chased by a dog, and then he runs into a fat bird in a bird shop who's wanting, just wants to hug him. It's, it's difficult then, to know what the conflict even is. <laughs> like, the conflict is that he doesn't want to be hugged by a fat bird, or he, and he doesn't want to get killed by a dog, and I don't, like... The conflict, according to the cartoon, is no fat chicks. <laughs> Literally. Basically. <laughs> Well, there you go. And, <laughs> okay, and so, that yeah. was the fun. That was funnier than the entire cartoon. But you know what? <laughs> Fuck all of this because I want to talk about something else. Because this was a cartoon that was on Uncle Croc's block, which is the thing that uh, the that one wacky and packy cartoon was also on. I'm starting and, to worry that only terrible things came of that show. Uh, yeah, because like I actually did a lot of research on it. Like, because there was like uh, there was a period. Where, like, I could not stop thinking about what the f*** I just watched when I was Wacky and Packy. So, I went in and I did some research on the uh, on the Uncle uh, Uncle Croc's block. And I wanted to see if I could find a full episode of the show. And unfortunately, I failed at that because there's no one has recorded the whole thing. Because basically, what it was, it was like... It was like one of those shows that was like... Uh, like, uh, they had cartoons, and then there was two-minute segments between each thing, and it was basically treated as, like, an hour-long block of cartoons or something, as well as, like, I th- I think they also had, like, Looney Tunes or something, or Hanna-Barbera cartoons, or something that was just in the interim between those stuff. So it was, like, real cartoons, they're cartoons, and they're really weird things. And, like, I looked up those live-action segments, though, and they are amazing uh amazing in what sense though um because it's basically if imagine if uh charles nelson riley dressed up in a fursuit uh decided to make the eric andre show oh because <laughs> it's like the most like it is like the ch- like, like other than the fact like okay I only mean that in the sense that, like, because there's no real actual bite to it, and there's not a lot of stuff, but it's, like, the most awkward thing you'll watch, and it's mesmerizing. And you see all these famous comedians from, like, the 70s and stuff that just pop in, and, like, it is the lowest quality sort of gags and jokes, and... But, like, okay, one of my favorite ones that I watched was one that was about, uh was a character named... What's her name? I was actually doing a little research because I didn't even want to freaking watch this cartoon. But, uh, okay. Witchy Goo Goo, who is played by Phyllis Diller. And her whole thing what? is that she is... Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, she... Her whole thing is that she is a witch who comes flying in on uh, various things that are not typical brooms uh, and then tries to make 
spells to make people fall in love. And, like, the first time she appears, like, what happens is that she just sort of just, like, because, uh, uh, like, Uncle Croc was saying something about, like, uh, a cartoon. And then all of a sudden, you see a broomstick just bash through a wall. <laughs> and then there's Phyllis Diller, like, slowly breaking apart a tearaway wall. <laughs> and trying to go through it. And acting like she just, like, was doing, like, a dramatic crash through a door. Because apparently that's what they were trying to do. Is like, she wanted Phyllis Diller to crash through a wall. But she didn't do that. She just sort of smashed the broom through and then just destroyed it. <laughs> And and like that does sound extremely air contract. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and it's the most like. There's so many weird moments. Like, there's a dude dressed up like a bunny with a Teletubby. Like, it basically, he's a Teletubby because it's a bunny rabbit, pink r- bunny rabbit with a television screen on his belly, and like he's called Rabbit Ears, I think. And there's. God, there's so many weird things. I, I'm going to make you two watch them, these clips that I found, because it is the most baffling thing. And I also saw uh, Uncle Croc's... Uh, I also saw the, one of the other shows that was on Uncle Croc's. It's not on this collection, which is that uh, uh, that MASH parody, Mush. Uh, I found it a full episode, because apparently they released a... They released it on VHS that was, and it was given to, uh, like, I think it was like released in like Europe somewhere. Cause it's English, but it's got like foreign subtitles on it. Uh, and I couldn't make it past a minute. It was, yeah, I watched, so, oh. I found a single episode of it somewhere. And I had to search for a long time, uh, to find an episode of mush. Uh, and I was really hoping it would be to mash what the Flintstones was to the honeymooners, but it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It, wasn't it was hardly referential. It's like it was, they came up with the pun of mush and didn't really go full bore into it. No, because basically all these cartoons are one exact joke, and that is cartoon characters doing impersonations of celebrities and characters from the 1970s, and that's it. I think I may have gotten this like the name of this comfy- cartoon confused with uh, Eek the Cat. <laughs> oh yeah 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 <laughs> have you ever played uh have you ever played the eek the cat super nintendo game i did not actually it's nightmarish to look at and play it has like uh it has like a really the background of every stage is like a really ugly gradient uh and, <laughs> there's nothing in this cartoon is, there's nothing in this cartoon we're talking around the cartoon that's how little there yeah, is in it well okay if we <laughs> So there's, I guess, yeah, we should probably wanna... at least mention what happens in it. Okay, well, I did, so, though. Like, basically... Kind of. Uh, we, we, did, we didn't describe what happens, like... I mean, we, the same we thing happens, the like, beginning three times of it. in a row. Like, Look, yeah, so a cat, a vicious... a cat gets... Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, a cat gets chased into a, uh, like, a... Is it a pet store or just a bird store? I think it's Either just a way, bird store. Yeah, so it gets chased into a bird store, and somehow it ends up in a cage with three birds, and one of them is very affectionate, and I think she said her name was 
Mary Tyler 2, as if she was Mary Tyler Moore, but a cockatoo. But she's really fat, because I guess Mary Tyler Moore was really fat? No, she wasn't. And, no. <laughs> and she doesn't behave like Mary Tyler Moore. Uh, and, and it's just more of a she's not even She's not even a cockatoo, because she, cockatoos are, are white. <laughs> yeah, she's like a And this bird is color. like... Yeah, this bird is like a very ugly pink. Uh, I've seen se- I've seen several personas that look just like that bird, though. I'm just saying. There you go. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> but like, that's that's fine, though. Like, they can do that. It's just no, that's fine. I that. don't care. I don't care what you <laughs> so, furries like, do. Yeah, uh, and so uh, the cat is in limbo between wanting to escape and be mauled by a dog. And wanting to be safe from the dog. And the implication is that where this cat is safe, he is uh, having to deal with unwanted affection from a stranger. Uh, and, uh, and oh, wow, that sounds and, grim. That's very... You know, that's... Actually, you know, yeah, if you put it like that, then yeah, it does sound kind of icky yeah and and basically like that like that's what happens as it goes like it shifts the upper hand like the cat goes outside and is scared of the dog and comes back inside and deals with unwanted affection and it's a vicious cycle that doesn't end yeah except except in the process of this like back and forth conflict uh, the cat sometimes accidentally says a number between one and nine, I guess, no, because no, it one has and nine eight, he's One nine. and eight, because he's nine, and and calls into being one of its previous lives. I think it doesn't really explicitly say. All I know is that it'll be like oh, five. Oh no, I said five, and then five <laughs> will appear. And it's like a cowboy or something. And it's like, what the fuck is happening? It's a cowboy <laughs> and a wizard. This cat has lived for thousands of years. Yeah, and <laughs> so more evidence that he reincarnates. So it it really is kind of a cloud atlas in a way, and and the, they don't really they don't really do a whole lot. Like when they appear, they're just kind of there, and then he must the, he, he must learn the cat true true. Yeah, the <laughs> the cat true true. No, and no, so... no. We're catching him. We messed up. We didn't talk about the overarching plotline that this is like set in. He's on the way to Bossing Say right now in this. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Wait, what? <laughs> He's on the way to Bossing Say to learn Earthbending so he can connect to his avatar selves more. Oh, okay. I okay, get so, it. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess Casey and I both haven't watched that show, so we didn't get that reference. <laughs> we are terrible cartoon fans, that's for sure. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. Uh, and so what happens in the end is, uh, uh, is the, the cat character opens the door and the dog runs in and then the dog has the to deal with unwanted affection and the cat gets away. The end. Yeah. And that's it. That's what happens in this cartoon. Uh, oh, and I'm trying to remember what the really, oh yeah, the really bad joke he makes is like after after the cat like leaves and the dog is in the cage with the, with the affectionate birds, 
The cat sticks his head through the door and is like, oh, it looks like he was a bird dog and he didn't even know it. And then the cartoon Jesus is over. Christ, that voice. Like, Casey, <laughs> I love your Bubsy the Cat impression. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? It's <laughs> <laughs> like <coughs> oh, pardon me jesus um but like god i just i i i wish i watched the uh those uncle crock block stuff recently because this was like literally weeks ago i was hoping that we'd hit across yeah with stuff like that like and i was hoping that to talk about this i had a lot more vivid and very very strong opinions about this show and i just i'd rather talk about that than literally all of the cartoons that are based on that are in that f***ing block on this collection yeah it's like there's only like maybe like five or six of those and then it's so much more fun to talk about than this Hmm. Well, maybe we can watch a different one and talk about that instead. Yeah, like, like if we ever get another one of these cartoons, we're just gonna like. We I'll just will. link you. No, I, I mean, I mean, like right now, <laughs> we could watch oh. a different cartoon by a different creator. Well, okay, but I still think that we should instead of watching another one of these cartoons next time it comes on roulette, is just watch that Uncle Croxton because I do not want to watch another one of these. <laughs> <laughs> or I could, we could watch it immediately afterwards, and if the cartoon actually says anything interesting, then we can talk about it. But instead, then we could just talk about Uncle Croc, because <laughs> that's so much more interesting. Okay. So, let's get back to uh, the list. Oh. Alright, Alex. Let's start that wonderful jum- drum roll. Drum roll. Drum roll. Why did you why did you say it four times? <laughs> Cuz I said it wrong one time and then I said it I said it like like uh, whatever. Okay. okay. Uh, all right. So let's just do this. Bob do Bob do and Did you say Bob do? Bob do do. Okay. We are going to watch uh, a cartoon from disc number 3 and it is called Wolf! Wolf! Because it's got exclamation points. It's wolf with exclamation points twice. Okay. Sure. Alright. I am so happy. I am so happy. We need that after the last one. I'm so happy. This cartoon... Okay, so Wolf Wolf was a Mighty Mouse cartoon. I, it wasn't, there was no listing of Mighty Mouse cartoons on the thing. But, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, and it's just... Oh, my God. It's so good. I loved it. It's like... Oh, God. Like, it she um, fell in love with the uh, antagonists. Yeah, the antagonist rules. Like, okay. Uh, I think I might have mentioned this on my podcast before, but when my mom was young... Uh, she had a crush on Mighty Mouse. Uh, and, you know, I, I understand that. I, I definitely can see that. But for me, the wolves in this cartoon, because there's a whole pack of wolves, the cartoony wolves, I love them. They are my, I want them all. I want them all. They're my friends. I want them. <laughs> I love them. I love them. <laughs> I can't, I can't make any clever things to say because I love them so much. <laughs> okay. Um, so. 
Uh, gosh. Uh, do you want to get started on the plot, Casey? Yes, so there's some sheep. <laughs> yeah, um, okay, sheep. <laughs> there we go. Uh, sheep uh, are happening. There's, yeah, multiple, in fact, but one is more important than the rest because it... Okay, so what... All right, so let me get my thoughts straight. So there are sheep, and there are some wolves, and the wolves... Uh, have a, a biological need to uh, consume flesh in order to uh, in order to uh, continue to live. Um, and <laughs> <That's> so they. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I know you're trying to invoke Zootopia with that, but <laughs> they well so so yeah so they want to they want to eat the sheep, um, which uh, is is not in in actuality probably isn't all that antagonistic of them to be completely fair because what happens if they don't they starve. Uh, yeah, so that's all, that's all I'm getting at. Uh, yeah, like, just. <laughs> Just because you turn like one of them turns into a uh, like puts on an outfit, goes into drag, and then goes out and tries to uh, capture a uh, uh, wolf without I mean capturing a lion without having to actually like grab him and kidnap him or anything like that, you know. Well, that's that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. That's the wolves just need to eat. So yeah, what happens is one of the wolves dresses up like little Bo Peep or. Her. Not not so little actually. <laughs> oh no, uh, she is <laughs> she is not little. <laughs> yeah, no, they uh so they make they make it where uh well they don't make it. The, the wolf dresses up wolf in, into it. in a in a dress, yeah, and and the wolf is uh you know, like it, it stuffs it stuffs dumbbells in its shirt, uh and uh, I am not unconvinced that these wolves are not all just gay lovers i'm not i'm because they are too into this in a point where it's just like not too into it that's that's fine i don't care if people are into that they, well, they, 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 they clearly, him they on clearly as he all, goes away yeah, yeah they like clearly they all live the, with each other they live with each other they're like sleeping house. on top of each other uh and like they're clearly just having fun and having good, like a dinner get together and stuff like that. Like I, I'm sorry, I I can't feel too bad for the sheep. I, I I don't I can't. I mean, maybe maybe a little bit because like it, it well, is, it's a baby. it is it's a it's a baby yeah, it's a, lamb. It's a so. baby lamb, and it gets it gets uh, tricked into following a wolf back to its pack with with jazz music. Yeah, um, yeah uh, the wolf uh, the wolf plays the trumpet and the sheep follows the sheep follows this wolf as it uh, well, trumpets first, back first they just do a flute like a generic kind of like hey, like, like a pied like piper a, type thing. thing but but then that doesn't really work out very well but like but then he says oh i'm gonna play some jazz and then like not only does he start to drum but by the time they actually come to the actual house all the wolves are basically playing instruments in this jazz band and i love it i love yeah. this band <laughs> and so then the then the sheep is trapped inside of a fenced area and uh the wolves are setting the table and chasing it around and they throw uh, it in a pot yeah and then they set up well they set up a kegger uh they set up a pension pinch back with like then the narrator who I guess comes. I guess he was at the beginning, but like I didn't even notice him. He just came in the middle of the cartoon for me, and just was saying these cowards. And it's like, okay, yeah. But even before that, though, like when the sheep is in the uh, when the sheep is in the boiling pot of water, 
they animated its mouth moving as if it was trying to say something, but the audio track didn't have. Like uh, it's it's like it's like they were it's like they were preparing for there to be an audio track of the sheep, uh, like speaking, and then somewhere in development. After that scene was animated, they were like, you know what? Maybe it shouldn't talk. So it has its mouth moving, and it only bleats like once, and, like in well, the middle. Once, but then like once, and then like his mouth is still moving. So I'm just assuming they just that sheep just said something really, really obscene. Or something. See, like that was that was my thought. Is like they censored the Betty Boop cartoon. I I didn't watch this on the DVD like you guys did. I did on I watched oh, it on YouTube. Oh God! Oh God! This hurts! Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, that's that's what it was saying. Okay. Yeah, I thought, that's, that's what I, I thought. For. Like, I thought you were saying that. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> and I was like, do we need to like call someone? No. Anyway, no. so <laughs> sorry. So yeah, the <laughs> so yeah, the Alex. Just when you when you censor that, just take the raccoon chitter noise and just extend it for a long time. So it's like slow, <laughs> like slow oh, yeah, down a lot. Oh yeah, make it make it like a make it like a low, just in intense weird noise anyway yeah so the so then we finally meet the protagonist mighty mouse who uh i guess was also on the the title screen uh and on the title screen mighty mouse looks very strange (laughs) well he Um, he has kind of the same design as he does on the side of the dvd box well except like like one eye is looking in one direction and the other eye is like looking in another direction (laughs) and it's very weird looking (laughs) well and also the mighty mouse Uh, in the cartoon has a pink outfit as instead of the yellow one yeah so uh yeah very unfortunate like washing accident Bart Simpson put his hat in the washing machine when they were cleaning it. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so Mighty Mouse, uh, well, Mighty Mouse beats the shit out of the wolves. Yeah, 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 the yeah. greatest villain of this cartoon. Yeah, you know, I guess, I guess Mighty Mouse is just okay with them starving. Yeah, That's like, fine. seriously, like, you could, like, at the very least, like, I don't know, get him, like, tofu or something. I don't know, some other protein. Get him a fish. Fish, fish aren't sentient. If this is, like, Zootopia, fish aren't sentient. So there you go. Um, Take him to a sushi bar. That's, uh, then they'll have, like, a blast. They'll be playing jazz and shit. It's just the best time ever. Feelings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, I, I don't remember a whole lot of what happens in this though, part, actually. Though, though I, I brought up Zootopia again, and I just was thinking, is this, like, really, like, bad propaganda in Zootopia? Like, this <laughs> cartoon itself? Like, was this, like, made as sort of, like, some really unfortunate thing that, like, now is, like, banned? Like, the the Censored 7 uh, from Warner Brothers is? <laughs> It could be. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't I'm remember. Sorry, I, I just... don't remember. No, it's fine. I'm just trying to remember what happens in this part of the cartoon, and I I can't. I don't think I well, was paying I mean, very as soon close as, attention. As soon as Mighty Mouse like like enters the picture, basically it's just a giant fight scene, and like there's like. Oh yeah, 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 and so the the wolves uh, the wolves apparently have a house that's full of cannons. Oh yeah, yeah. That they was have, great. That they, was they great. Had, they had a ton yeah, like of cannons. Cannons, well, cannons Mighty- leaking out of every orifice, and they're shooting. They're shooting. So Mighty Mouse is flying inside of the 
pot that was used for the lamb and they're shooting cannonballs uh at the pot and that doesn't seem to uh that doesn't seem to affect the situation whatsoever and then i think they collide and the house explodes and well, well, everyone well, in the cartoon is flying like there's in this the part air. in the cartoon where mighty mouse like he's getting shot at with beer like that beer keg and then like uh but mighty mouse then deflects it and it go like he makes the drink the wolf drink the entire keg of beer at once and i was I was half expecting them to actually do something with that other than, like, oh, he's now just passed out. Like, I thought he was going to, like, get up, be drunk or something, or, like, do the hiccup or whatever, like, sloshing away or something. I don't know. Nah. But it just kind of just stopped. It. Yeah, it just, it just like, oh, I guess, I guess it just is what happened, what really would happen if you drank a whole keg of beer, which is that you'd pass out and probably die of liver, liver failure. Um, but, uh. Mighty Mouse yeah. killed the dude, and then he blew up a house. It's Man of Steel. It's Man of Steel all over again. <laughs> yeah, this is Man of Steel, because, like, we were, we saw the lamb, because, like, he blows up the building with the lamb inside, and so, like, there's collateral damage here. Uh, and sure, the Mighty Mouse picks up the uh, lamb when it's, like, falling from the sky, but still, like, this is, like, this is really irresponsible, Mighty Mouse. <laughs> Good lord. The, Mighty Mouse is, uh, he's a He's a monster. He's a monster. I'm, I'm just going to say it. He's a monster. You just say this because you're biased. Because you want to kiss every wolf. Look, th- that is beside the point. Mighty Mouse is a villain. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, so yeah, what happens. Let's see. Well, yeah, it was... Uh, it, it ended on like a weird, I guess, pun. Where it was like... The narrator's like... And once again, Mighty Mouse proves that he is a hero of all lambs and men. And I guess maybe, I don't know, yeah, I don't Bible know. reference? I, I don't know. It, it, it's weird. But anyways, uh, that cartoon ruled. And uh, Mighty Mouse must be tried for his crimes against humanity. Okay. Um, so, all right. Let's go back to the list. All right. Run that drum roll. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, we are going to go to disc number nine, and yeah. we're going to watch a Ray Harryhausen cartoon. Yeah. And it's the story of Little Red Riding Hood. So we're going to go wolves. I'm, I'm down for this, too. I am super excited. Oh, shoot. Uh, before we get to the next cartoon, though, I just want to... Actually, no, I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it. Yay, that was fun. But uh That was good. I, that was really like, good. Well, I mean, uh it's another one of the three dimensional animations we've seen on this. because uh, uh this is uh this is actually okay. The uh, previous episode we watched a Humpty Dumpty cartoon um that was stop motion and it was also called three dimensional animation. Um, and that was also Ray Harryhausen. Yes. Um, it was all both Ray Harryhausen and it's uh yeah. Dude, this one, this stuff. one was, uh, this one was more impressive than the well, Humpty Dumpty one. Like the Humpty Dumpty one was one set, uh, well, two, I guess. There was the room where Mother Goose and Goose were uh, <laughs> watching. Uh, <laughs> Goose was Mother Goose and Goose were watching book. <laughs> yeah, they were they were watching the thing in the place, and then there was also the wall 
in which Humpty Dumpty met his uh, infant demise. Um, in this one, there are many sets. Oh yeah, and it's, each it, one, each like, yeah. It's also not like three minutes long. It's actually yeah, like, and each 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 set is like intricate and just really nice to look at and it's all of the animation is so fluid and, and everyone moves so naturally that it almost kind of falls into like anomalisa style uh uncanny valley territory uh yeah you know what yeah it really does like uh because like one thing about anomalisa that's interesting like i i'm, I'm honestly on the fence about that movie because one, I thought it was really good, and I thought it was really interesting and gorgeous, and I also thought, uh, I've actually, I actually uh, backed it on Kickstarter, and I think my name's in the credits, uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, uh, but the thing is, is that another thing about it is that I also, I don't know, I, there's something about the theming about that movie that's weird. I actually haven't seen it, so. It's, it's good. It's, uh, it's good. I think yeah, it's Yeah, I like, I like, which, which Kaufman made that movie again? Charlie Kaufman. Charlie Kaufman. Yeah, I like uh, I like Charlie Kaufman's other films, so I'll give it a shot. But that's neither here nor there. I mean, uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, that's so. a that's a good movie. My favorite. That's my favorite Jim Carrey performance. But once again, that's uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, in this cartoon, uh, like in the previous one, like we talked about how the horses looked very startled. I think that in these Ray Harryhausen cartoons, everyone just looks like they're constantly shocked. <laughs> Yeah, like, like, there's, there's, like, like, Red Riding Hood has the same O face for at least two minutes. Okay, you can, I haven't seen a lot of Ray Harryhausen's, uh, stuff, but it feels to me like his more fantastical, like, things, where he can do, like, more exaggerated, like, stuff without having to worry about, like, keeping it realistic. I feel like he's, like, better suited at that sort of stuff. I think, the, I think we can find a better thing to... I think we can find yeah, a better it, thing to call it than yeah, an yeah, O-Face. Well, I mean, I, was not even, I, I wasn't even thinking about it as, like, that kind of O-Face. I was just because the mouth is an O, and it looks like they're saying O. Oh, yeah, know? no, I get, I I get what you're saying. <laughs> well, what else am I going to call it? There like, was one time when that worked just, in this with o, the, uh, the grandmother character. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, you're good. But I'm no, just, like they're constantly, they're I'm just, just constantly going. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like it looks like they're always like, oh, oh, and oh. yeah, well, and well, like, uh, well, here's the thing. Like, okay, so basically, explain it. Like, the cartoon is all narrator. Like, there's no voice actors except mm-hmm. for the person that's doing the narration. So there's no real need to lip sync or anything like that. Uh, so basically they just have, okay, um, closed mouth for like, if they're just neutral and smiling and then like open mouth, if they're like in the middle of talking about something or if they're, or having the shocked look on their face, which they had for like two minutes. Uh, yeah. Like, like just the, like when they, when they're like running away and being scared or whatever. My guess is in production, they had like six or seven different heads and they would just paint over the eyes. Yeah, that that's what it looks like to me. Which is also like, probably why the eyes looked so weird. Like startled all the time. Yeah. Yeah, um, they also like they're also really jittery at times, which is odd. Yeah, I, but we're we're kind of nitpicking here because oh, this no, is no. a this is a beautifully animated feature. Yeah, like yeah, it's, definitely. 
I am not making fun of like like yeah. I'm not saying this is low quality. This is gorgeous. Like the mm-hmm. anim- like literally the only thing I could nitpick is the faces because everything else is like blowing me away about how good it is. Like it's the 1940s when this came out, and like almost 1950s, but it's like, uh, but it's the 1940s, and like it just looks like like almost like real kind of people like movement and stuff like that. They clearly like like looked at like models and just like it's no it's a far cry from Gumby where it's like just jittery like it's like the most fluid gorgeous looking like kind of stop motion you can see uh the wolf looks amazing too like oh my god i this is this episode is me being going gaga over wolves and i love it (laughs) yeah it Uh, is a really good wolf they did a great job with that um he's he's cool like sometimes he looks a bit bearish but other than that like he's got a really cool design that is very fluid interesting that moves in a way that's both menacing and like beautiful in a way it's it's just i love it i freaking love it ray did really good with him what i said ray did really good with him oh yeah 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 uh like ray harryhausen is a genius he was a artist uh and he was just like Stop! Anyone who does stop motion is working in the shadow of Ray Harryhausen, straight up. And uh, like it, this this whole thing, like everything from like the modeling designs, and the reason why we're not really talking much about about the plot is because it's basically Red Riding Hood. It's just you know Red, Red Riding Hood. Hood. We don't have to go over again. Little girl has a grandmother. His mother, her mother, tells her to go to his grandmother. Uh, goes tells her not to leave the path. She leaves the path. Finds a wolf. Talks to the wolf, actually tells the wolf where his grandmother lives, where her grandmother lives. Wolf goes to the grandmother's house, uh, disguises herself as the grandma, and Red Riding Hood is tricked into it for some reason. Even though it is just a dog, <laughs> like, <laughs> well, there's a, that's a, that's a uh, that's a good uh, yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a funny moment where uh, <laughs> like because there's a part, reason why that Red Riding Hood, a uh, Red Riding Hood was willing to talk to the wolf was because. Uh, she just thought it was a big dog. <laughs> she's never seen a wolf before, so she's like, puppy! Yeah, like, literally, it's like, puppy! Which, Which to be fair... you know, like, that, that's what happens in the story, and they couldn't stray from that, but they did make the wolf look very menacing, so it is kind of funny seeing Little Whoa. Red Riding Hood, like, like see, see, like, this terrible-looking monster with its teeth, like, born. Well, and... here's the thing. <laughs> it's like, there's a lot of versions of this story that I've seen where, like, Red knows that he's kind of weird. And in fact, there's actually versions of the story I've seen where she's straight up like trying to say, like trying to change the conversation and trying to like get away and say, oh, I have to get to my grandmother. She lives over here. Okay, bye. You know, and then like just as straight up to try to cut out the conversation as soon as possible. But that was enough information for the wolf to go over to the grandmother's place and stuff. But and this is also a version of the story where no one gets eaten. Like, there's so many versions of the story where both the grandmother and Red Riding Hood are swallowed whole, or sometimes, like, just eaten, but, like... Okay, well... But, like, this is just a version where, like, grandmother sees the wolf, gets scared, and runs away to find the woodsman, and then there's Just how how difficult would it have been to animate that in stop motion, though? I don't think it's that difficult. I do. I think it's probably really hard to try and figure out a way to to fit well, the anatomy of an entire woman into a wolf well, who is well, half her size, like in a natural way. That life finds kind a of way. Them. But no, no. But seriously, like what, what <laughs> life finds a way. 
<laughs> I don't know. I just watched Jurassic Park not long ago. Um, but no, uh, uh, like, just all you have to do is close up with the wolf mouth, fade to darkness, and then just, it doesn't even have to be a full size, it's just a rounder wolf. It doesn't yeah, even have just to be, like, moving. Zip. Zoom, open the wolf's mouth, zoom the camera in, fade to black, and there you go. Yeah, that's, like that's, that's all a really you, elegant way of doing like, it. You don't need to go into an intricate, like, animation of the wolf swallowing red or anything like that. I've never seen that in a I mean, red I mean, you can if you want. Look, if you want to. I, I'm not going to judge anyone's kink, but, uh, you know. Uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a really weird, I don't know. It's like, I don't, I guess it's not a weird version. It's just a safe version. A version where literally the only person who is in any real, like, plausible danger is the wolf. Because <laughs> the wolf gets killed at the very end. Yeah, you guys don't see the wolf get killed, though, so you don't know. He might have just ran into the bushes. Well, the narrator said the wolf was killed. Narrator doesn't know. He didn't see it. Yeah, I guess. I want I to get- believe. Uh, he, he well. He, here's what happens. He actually left in the bush and pretended to play dead, and then ran away. And then he met up with a witch who wanted to, because uh, he knew about the uh, the uh, horde that was coming into town. And so the witch gave him uh, glamours so he could uh, turn into a human being, and then go over to New York City and solve crimes. There you go. That explains it. There you go. Um. So yeah, uh, it's a uh, it's a it's a fun little short. I think it's a fun little like if you like I wouldn't say it's like one that you watch for the plot or the characters or anything, but if you want to see some really gorgeous stop animation from like the master of stop animation, I would say definitely check this out. Also, if you really like funny faces, yeah, because there's this, like we were saying, like, I would love to get stills from this short with just the faces and then turn them into telegram images like stickers because they're just the funniest like weird faces that are like over exaggerated to a point where sometimes it's somewhat creepy but also hilarious it's it's great but oh yeah so yeah that was a really good uh we watched one really bad cartoon and then two ones that i really enjoyed that both had wolves and that was a coincidence that i liked them and they also have wolves but i also think that uh wolves get a bad rap okay uh so we have uh a prompt that we uh had uh for uh you know, every week we have our audience participation thing where uh, we ask a question in the previous episode uh, and people can respond to that uh, through e- our email, which is ToontownPublicWorks at gmail.com or add us at uh, ToontownPublic on Twitter and just give us the responses. Uh, I kind of prefer email because we can get longer form responses instead of just like me just saying a sentence, you know. But, but, you know, Twitter's, Twitter's got that sort of uh, convenience to it, too. Yeah, Twitter's got the convenience. And if you, that's the best you can do, that's totally okay. I don't mind. But uh, but before we get on to the mo- most recent prompt, I actually wanted to bring up that uh, yesterday, last time, I actually, uh, I accidentally uh, didn't read one of the pro- uh, emails. Because, like, I got the email a while ago, but I had not updated uh gmail in a while so i completely missed it uh for the previous prompt which was a cartoon that scared him as a kid and it was from cherry pie uh and cherry pie said uh any moment with a giant snake uh as a 
Asmodeus from uh, Red Wall, the Red Roll cartoon adaptation. They made him such a mysterious and terrifying creature that I used to hide in terror when he showed up. And between him and Ka from the Jungle Book, I wonder why I de- why I haven't developed a fear of snakes as uh, I wonder why I haven't developed a fear of snakes as a child. So I, you know, um, I I kind of had the opposite reaction with snakes. I always loved seeing snakes in movies and stuff. Like, Ka, I freaking love Ka. Like, uh... I think... You uh, loved Ka, huh? Like, I'm not gonna go into that. Shut <laughs> up, shut up, shut up. This is not that podcast. <laughs> uh, but, uh... Uh, yeah, like, it's... But I totally understand why some people... Because Disney, Disney and a lot of animated stuff, like, really over-exaggerates what's creepy about snakes at times. But I, as someone who actually, like, loves snakes in real life, they think they're freaking amazing creatures uh i don't know it's uh i don't think i've ever had a phobia of snakes i think i there was a time when i thought they were a little creepy but only when they moved really really fast like anything else i actually think they were pretty cool like i remember remember in the uh alvin and chipmunk movie there's that scene where the chipettes dance with a bunch of snakes i think i blocked most of that movie from my mind <laughs> uh, it's not an amazing movie. Uh, in fact, I haven't seen it in a long time, and I remember. I think like, I think Cirque might be referring to the live action Alvin and the Chipmunks movie, maybe. Well, I mean that too. Yeah, with David Cross and. <laughs> no, 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 not not those. F- those. Uh, no, it's. Uh, I'm talking about the. Uh, I'm talking about the animated one, the one that's about them, uh, the Chipettes and the Alvin. Uh, yeah yeah and, and they have like kind of like a they have kind of an amazing race type thing going on yeah yeah and it's, like it's weird and i remember like there's some things like the thing i remember from the thing that most vividly are one the dance number in arabia which are both like both of them both alvin's and uh, the chip Ats ones and then there's the really i think are I don't know if they are racist or not, but really weird, like, villains that are, like, I think Italian or something, but they're, like, a very greasy kind of Italian, so I think it's racist. Uh, I I don't know. Those are, like, the only things I really remember from that car- that movie at all. Um, but, uh, yeah, do you have anything to say? Or Did anybody else respond to any of our prompts uh well yes we actually had a lot of prompt, uh, responses uh from uh for our most recent prompt which was what was your favorite simpsons episode uh and i made that prompt kind of on a whim because i really didn't have anything on my head and when i said it i thought it'd be a pretty easy thing to say like a pretty easy thing to do but then i was like Oh, no, no, no. There are so many good ones. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, God. I was like, I was in a nightmare state where I was like, I brought out my box of Simpsons DVDs and just looked over and I was like, oh, God, I can't really find anything. But yeah, like there, there are there are probably there are probably like 40 competing episodes like <laughs> for me yeah, that I could have chosen. And it's, yeah, it's, it's also good. It's a nightmare, kind of, to like even think about. But uh, I'm going to be honest; I had the opposite problem completely. Oh well, fair enough. But let's get on to a response from our uh, audience. This one is from Frosty Furry Feet. They sent us an email, uh, and they said their favorite episode 
was Bart's Comet. Uh, and gave us uh, several uh, reasons why. Uh, one, he really loved the Big Butt Skinner balloon, which, yes. <laughs> the Ospreys homing in on Willie as an Ara- uh, Iraqi fighter jet and then blowing each uh, then blowing each other up. I do not remember that. I do not. Uh, then there's the 4 a.m. news that says there's no news yet because everyone's asleep in their comfy, comfy beds. N- good night, everyone. And Skinner's <laughs> three. No! Uh, but I mean, yeah, I remember that. Episode. Isn't that the one where like Bart sees a comet and they think that it's going to crash into Earth or something, or like that might be true. I'm not actually, I'm not actually certain. I can't remember. I can't remember honestly. I always get that episode and the one about the angel skeleton mixed up in my head because they're both about the end of the world. I think. Oh, I hear yeah. sirens in one of your. Oh no! Sirens I, oh no! You're, you're going to be arrested. I'm going arre- to be arrested for like being too excited for wolves today. Arrested for podcast crimes. <laughs> yes. Um. But uh, thank you, Frosty. Uh, that was a really. Uh, that was a yeah. That's a. Um. Yeah. That's a yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now I remember how the episode <laughs> ended. I'm sorry. I was just <laughs> sorry. I was like saying something and then also still trying to remember how that episode was and then i remembered that what happened is the comet was then came into uh springfield after like shrunk in the atmosphere a bunch and then like santa's little helper ate it (laughs) that's great that's really good (laughs) i remember that um okay so uh we also got a bunch of responses on twitter like a ton actually which is great um see here we got uh we got one from Safros. hi Safros. uh and they said that their favorite episode is you only move twice uh didn't really give any more details than that but basically i i know this episode this episode's actually really good that's the one where uh the simpsons family moved to a community that's like uh like really really nice and idyllic and it turns out that Homer's working oh, is this for a the Bond yeah, villain. is this the one where it turns out he's working for like a like a James Bond villain style yeah. like person who who's like he's like really cordial and he's like yeah he's really cool he's right? a great <laughs> boss he's a great boss he's just f-ing evil <laughs> oh man that one that one is a stellar episode like my my favorite part is how like in that episode uh like there's there's a point where Homer says that his uh. He says that he always dreamed of owning the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and then he ended <laughs> up having to get the Denver Broncos. Yeah, well, and, and it's, just the, <laughs> it's just the delivery. Like, when he's, like, reading the letter and, like, he gets, like, a letter from his his uh, his old boss who is, like, that Bond villain. And he's, <laughs> and he's, <laughs> he's like, uh, I know it's not... I know it's not the Dallas Cowboys, but maybe this will be a good start. And then, like, he lowers the letter, and, like, there are, like, a whole bunch of people, like, playing football, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like really, really poorly in his front yard. He's like, oh, the Denver Broncos. <laughs> I, I remember that episode, because I grew up in Colorado. So, like, that episode, when that episode came out, people uh, were mad. Because <laughs> that's a good one. Because <laughs> they, they dissed the Denver Broncos. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure around the time that episode came out, they won the Super Bowl too. I don't remember. I don't remember what year. I, I, I wouldn't know so. for sure. I was in. I, I remember, and so. when I was in first grade, the Broncos won. Um, but 
Okay. Uh, another prompt we got, another answer we got was uh, from Sapphire Jack. And they said, anything that ends with the writer's love and care about the characters, like Lisa's substitute or The Last Temptation of Homer. Um, that's that's almost I feel like every episode almost ends with uh, ends with a moment of like legitimate pathos. I think there there's several episodes that are not like that, like the Broncos one, like the Homer getting the Denver Broncos. That's not pathos. Yeah, that's but there's just... like it's it's. It's funny, but it's also, you know, like it, there's still a moral of the story and it's not it's not portrayed in a way that seems cheap. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, fair. It's yeah, like uh there there is a human moment in almost every episode of the Simpsons I can think of. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh I actually oh god, like I've seen every episode of the Simpsons up to like I think season 15, I think. And I'm sure that I, if I actually watched the episodes Lisa Substitute and The Last Safety of Home, or even just like heard the basic premise, everything about that cartoon is going to come back to my head. But it's been so long that I have not seen that, so I have no idea what those ones are like. Uh, uh, so Grendel Rats said, uh, well, he said this was the hardest choice, but uh, his favorite one is probably Homer at the Bat, for uh, raising the bar on guest voices and making it work. And that's the one where Homer gets a... Like, Homer and Mr. Burns do a baseball team. And he gets... They get a whole bunch of actual N, uh, MLB uh, uh, players to actually voice themselves. And they're all hilarious. They're all super duper good. That's um, fantastic. Like, I, there's, there's that one joke that I love the most, which is... I think it's, like, Ken Griffey Jr. And, like... Uh, where, like, Mr. Burns saying, and shave off those sideburns. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have sideburns. Don't backtalk me. And so basically it's just, like, he's, like, got different kind of, like, facial hair throughout the entire episode. And Mr. Burns just constantly is berating him for those sideburns. Until, like, the very end of the episode where he's basically just shaved his entire head bald. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> Which I love. <laughs> oh, man. Um... And then uh, Cherry Pie also came back uh, to do a response for this oh. one. He's, he's, he's responded, I think, to not every prompt, but a lot of our prompts. So thank you very much, Cherry. Yeah, thank, yeah. You, uh, thank you for uh, contributing so frequently. Yeah, thank you for supporting us, buddy. We really appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, so uh, his favorite episode was Marge Simpson versus the Monorail. Because uh, it's a big Music Man style uh, beginning with a, uh, you know, just a goofy, like, like it's just straight up a parody of the Music Man. That uh, is that is definitely one of the best episodes. It is. It's a very very memorable good episode. And also he notes that Conan O'Brien wrote that one, which means that you know he tends to really like the ones that are written by him. So yeah. I think I think those are the ones that are generally fan favorites. Are the the ones that Conan worked on? That and Brad Bird. Those are the two ones. Yeah, yeah. Wait, Bradford worked on The Simpsons. Yeah, he first worked on The Simpsons before he uh, did his own thing. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's our response from the audience. Uh, So let's go ahead and uh, get to our ideas. So uh, did anyone want to go first? Um, I could go first, I guess. Okay, go ahead. That'd be fine. Uh, My favorite episode of The Simpsons is Hurricane and Nettie. Oh, God, this is the yeah. one, uh, yeah, this is, uh, it's an episode in season eight where uh, a hurricane 
uh, a hurricane knocks over the Flanders household. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and everyone in the community kind of teams together to rebuild the house, but they do it really shoddily. And like it's, uh, it becomes like that house in that one really famous house worth like all those weird dead ends and stuff like that. To keep yeah, and like all the doors are like really, really <laughs> small, and they have like my favorite joke is like uh, is either Rod or Todd like pulls down a poster because they don't like it. And Bart's like, I wouldn't do that. That was a load-bearing poster. Well, like, like, there's a couple things I really liked about that episode, and that I thought were really like, that I well, thought was, well, like, like the the incident that happens like after because after the house like falls down a second time, uh, Ned Flanders. Uh, finally uh goes ape shit. he loses his mind and he uh he berates everyone like in town and i feel like uh and he he goes to get psychiatric help and uh yeah, like, he finds out that uh he finds out that uh there he has psychological problems like with with repressing his anger because his parents uh were beatniks and they they just didn't raise him very well and they punished well, him into submission. <laughs> well, no, no. What happened was that like his parents would not like punish him at all. And so basically the res- solution was he got sent to a guy who was very abusive with his like basically like constantly spanked him. Yeah, and for, that for like eight years straight. And to, uh, to the point where it just completely repressed his emotions. So he got mentally abused twice in that regard. Yeah, and uh, and so he he loses his mind, and that's one of the reasons I really like that episode is because I feel like, in a way, it's like reverse Flanderizing Flanders. <laughs> no, it, uh, it, because it, that, was, that that was what I was about to I was going to say before is that like this episode is an episode which actually makes Ned Flanders human. <laughs> yeah, and I think that Ned Flanders is such an interesting character. I like that he has just like this one episode where. Uh, where you get to kind of learn a little bit more about why he is the way he is. And it's a funny episode. It has a, oh, it has a cameo, uh, with, with Jay Sherman from the critic. Yeah. <laughs> where he's like, was... It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Yes. Yeah. Mr. Sherman, everything stinks. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so good. Uh, have you watched the episode? That's the crossover with the critic, the actual one. I have the one where he brags about his golden globes and uh, I, that's a good episode too, but I, I yeah, like I watched that, his cameo. I watched, that one. One. I watched that one again recently. Cause I, mm. I, I freaking love the critic. Um, but anyways, uh, so Cirque, do you want to go next or shall I, uh, you can go next. Cause I got a big thing about mine. Okay. Um, well, uh, I'll be perfectly honest here. I was, I was down to the wire about picking an episode because I like, I really did not know where I was going to go with this. Cause like there are several episodes, like, cause I went in and watched a few episodes and there was a couple episodes that I remember really loving that I was not super into anymore. Uh, cause I, I don't know. They just kind of fell flat and I was thinking, Oh God, I guess, uh, it isn't as good as I remembered. Uh, and then there was like, I'm trying to like go through all the episodes, like trying to remember, which ones do I actually want to talk about? Is there anything I can actually say about any of them? Um, and, but then I, um, but then I saw, found an episode that I actually thought it was really worth talking about. I don't know if it's my 
favorite episode, but it's an episode that I think is super duper good. And I like that, that. That's the curse about trying to pick up favorite episodes of The Simpsons is that the only way I could fairly do that is if I watched a lot of my episodes of The Simpsons that I loved all together like recently. And I do not have the time for that. There are so many episodes of The Simpsons. So basically, I just picked a bunch of episodes that I thought I might like, and I found one that I really did. Um, that I actually liked more than I ever did in the past. Uh, and that is the uh, episode uh, March Not Be Proud, which is uh, the episode of The Simpsons. It's one of the Christmas specials, but it's uh, what I it's really... like the Wild Storm. Yes, it is. Um, and I was going to... Like, here's the thing. Uh, one thing I really love about The Simpsons is that they do a lot of Christmas specials, but so many times... Like, there's so many times where they are just not straight up, like, very Christmassy. They're just a story told around the time of Christmas. And, like, they... it's uh, It really ends up working out really well. Like, uh, in this episode, like, there's a Christmas tree and there's a present that's open at the very end. But for the most part, it's an episode that probably could have lived any other episode of the season. Except for one fact. And that is, it is one of the most emotionally heartbreaking episodes I've seen. Because, um... If you haven't seen it, basically, uh, Bart gets obsessed with this video game called Bone Storm, uh, and his mom won't buy it for him, uh, and uh, like all like Millhouse has it, but he won't share it with Bart, uh, and that has my favorite uh, vi- like name in a video game that I like. If I can use it, I will. Thrill House. I freaking love saying. <laughs> I love. I love the name oh, Thrill House. <laughs> But no, uh, the joke with that, yeah. Thrill House is freaking great, um, and it's just Thrill How. I love it. Um, but uh, yes, but then like after that, though, like it's it, there's jokes that happen after that. But then like there's a part where Bart actually then decides to shoplift the shoplift the game. He gets caught like right away, and he's told to never come back to that store. And he, but, uh, and then he called his parents, but it was on answer machine. So, uh, basically Bart goes to the answer machine and erases it and thinks, oh, he's scot free until Marge makes him, uh, Marge makes him go to the, uh, that same store to get their picture taken for Christmas because all she wants is a good picture for Christmas. Uh, and then he gets caught and Marge's reaction to it, like, it's heartbreaking. Because, like, the reason why it is for me is because, like, that's kind of how I was, like, dealt with a lot of, like, punishment as a child. Where it was, like, uh, my mother did get, like, yelling and screaming at times and stuff like that. But the times that hurt the most were the ones where I just disappointed her to the point where she just would not acknowledge me anymore really to the point where she just kind of kept her distance from me and was really cold and like that's basically what march does because she says it's because she wants to like make sure that uh you know that oh just i guess he's grown up he doesn't need babying anymore but it's like it's so sad to see bart deal with that and it's it's it was it's kind of personal to me in the way that like, cause like I, I actually have a history of being a troublemaker. I, I really don't come off as that, but I used to be, uh, 
And I had to deal with my mother being really upset with me about doing really dumb, bad things. And like it, nothing like, nothing like shoplifting. I never did anything illegal, but it was like, it was still really, really upsetting when I hurt her like that. And that's why that episode's actually really interesting and special to me. Um, and it's an episode that did get me really misty at the very end. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, it's it's a really good episode, and I think it's probably one of their best. Uh, yeah, see, that's. That... I feel like that's the that's the difference between like The Simpsons and all of the uh, adult cartoons, quote unquote, that kind of followed in its wake. Is that the the Simpsons is you know it's it's rife with sincerity. Like I said, I think every episode has at least a sincere moment, uh, yeah. and it's it's never so. Like when you watch Full House, the sincere moments feel shoehorned in. <laughs> yeah, uh, or, or when you you know, if you're watching Family Guy, it's like they do try, like sometimes they'll try to be sincere, but ninety percent of the time they'll undercut it with a dumb joke that completely ruins. Oh everything. yeah, Family Family Guy can get fucked. Uh, and yeah. uh, <laughs> and like like Rick and Morty, which I think is a funny show, like it it tries to have moments of. I guess in a way sincerity that just really suck. Like like oh, Rick tries to kill himself. Wow, he he's so cynical and and mopey. Well, and well, it's like okay, all right. <laughs> I get here's it. Th- here's a th- here's the thing. I with when it comes to Rick and Morty and I don't want to get too off topic, but uh like I appreciated a lot of that like cuz I actually did appreciate that they were doing a person who was an edge lord jerk who really in the long run is just a guy who is sad and everyone hates him. And that's interesting. But then from what it sounds like with season three, they're kind of undercutting all of that. And that kind of sucks. Well, I like, so like I just to, just to clear the air, I do like Rick and Morty. I just hate that. So Rick suffers from what I'm going to call Rorschach syndrome. Named after the character Rorschach from Oh uh, yeah, from no, 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 no. I get that. Watchmen. I get, you, I get what you mean. Like basically, he's a character that is actually a bad guy and is clearly not supposed to be uh, sympathetic, like, like not supposed to be someone you're supposed to idealize or anything like that. But people who are like shitty will come in and say he's a hero and cool, and I love him. Basically, I mean, the show also kind of does that to him too, though. Yeah, but. At the same time, it like it will do that, but then we'll still have episodes which will straight up undercut his entire philosophy underneath him. Like know? kind of, but then it half asses it all the time, and it like just I don't know. I don't like I don't want to I don't want to lose the thread here because we're talking about The Simpsons and we're talking about like adult cartoons that kind of sprung from it. Because in a way, I feel like this was uh, the progenitor to the majority of the ones that we have today. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and the Simpsons was very sincere, sincerely. And it, uh, the ones that followed, you know what I would say, I would say King of the Hill sometimes was also like sincere well, King of Hill. and, and King, like King of the Hill is sincere in a very interesting way. Yeah. That's, that's a, I feel like that's a different animal than it, the Simpsons. It is the like, only, it is the only satirical comedy that was on television that was animated and was also extremely subtle with its satire. Like, yeah. To the point where, like, there are people who literally did not even understand that the sat- it was satire at times. But, 
you know, still it's, it's, it was really, really well done. But anyways, uh, I just want to say one more thing about the episode March. Um, oh yeah. Go for it. Uh, and that is that there's a moment where, uh, like Bar- right before he steals the tape, like there's like the spirits of Mario and Luigi and Donkey Kong and Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, like talking about like, oh, you should steal the tape. You should steal it. Uh, it's, it's your right. It's your right to steal it and stuff like that. And there's a basically what Sonic the Hedgehog goes is like he's like, take the tape, tape it, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. Um, and in the uh, game Lego Dimensions, there's you have the ability to have Bart Simpson and Sonic the Hedgehog be on the same team together. And if that happens, there's a line that triggers where he basically where Sonic the Hedgehog quotes that line. And it's freaking amazing. It's very good. That's great. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, so sir, go ahead. Tell us what you, your thoughts. Well, here's the problem. When as I was growing up, I didn't really watch The Simpsons that much. I was at the point where it was kind of getting eh, and like South Park was on the rise, so I was mostly watching that instead. Mm-hmm. So I really don't have a favorite episode of The Simpsons. Oh. However, oh. <laughs> in the interest in the interest of uh, actually having content with which to answer this question, um, two of my friends have graciously said that I can bring this forward into the chat since it's Simpsons related. So my friends, Fen and Blackjack, have pointed out to me that really when you look at The Simpsons as a whole... The story does revolve around Homer a lot, even though he's shown as an incompetent idiot. The fact is, Springfield and his immediate family are enriched by him being around. They point out, going back to a... There's an episode where Bart attempts to jump the uh, Springfield Gorge. Mm-hmm. Uh, they point out that if Homer, because apparently I think he tries to stop Bart, if he, like, dies before that, like, a whole bunch of things start spinning out of that. Like, Bart attempts to jump the gorge, and he ends up possibly crippled, possibly dead. That's already something really already terrible. Yeah. He was responsible for Mr. Burns not becoming governor, because he invited him over to dinner, and apparently he got ambushed with a, uh, a blankie there. Okay. Uh, he was responsible for keeping Krusty out of jail because he stopped Shy Show Bob from framing him. Yeah, that's true. He was also responsible uh, responsible for Frank Grimes dying. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I really, when I don't think that's necessarily enrichment right there, but <laughs> eh, you win some, you lose some. Really, when you get down to it, Homer is like he has a quote that you point out to me. Here's that alcohol, the cause and solution to all of life's problems. That really sums him up as a character. I really wanted to like eat at the Moe's at Universal Studios and get beer, like Duff beer, and then make a toast to that. I really, <laughs> I really wanted. Next to time do you're that. down here. Next yeah. time you're down here. Or when we're when we're in Cali. Next what's year what's sure. the episode where Homer like gets into the truck and he's like uh, he's like. You know, I shouldn't. I shouldn't drive right now. I'm drunk. Wait a minute. I shouldn't trust my judgment. I'm drunk. That's pretty good. That's 
okay. That's a really good. <laughs> so uh, yeah, thank you, fan blackjack. Okay. Thank you guys. All right. So uh, now we're gonna take it down a bit. Oh, oh, and I should mention that uh, the prompt. Uh, there's a there's a thing that someone brought up to me about the prompt. Uh, it turns out The Simpsons is turning thirty this year. Oh, seriously? Yeah, because uh, if you don't count the actual TV show, but the first shorts that showed up on the Tracy Ullman show, uh, then yeah, The Simpsons are turning thirty. So there you go. Honestly. That that's the that's why we did this, not because I was struggling to come up with a prompt. Do you guys ever? Do you guys ever? So what I'm really hoping, like I've got my fingers crossed that Matt Groening has like a like a a a safe somewhere in his house that contains the finale for The Simpsons that was written like like 13 or 14 years ago <laughs> in there too. or longer like just like <laughs> just something that's that, also- something that has been like floating around and they just expected the show to be canceled so much quicker like that's i've just got my fingers crossed that uh that they're going like when a finale does eventually come and the simpsons is ended i just really hope that they find a way to uh, you know, to, to take it out with a bang instead of a, uh, instead of. Well, like it's also the, more... it's the, the safe also has Poochie in there too. So. Yeah, <laughs> all and, the Poochie and merch, some, some dead birds, and and. Yeah, he has to go now. His finale and needs it. He opens up the safe, and then Mole Man's inside. It's like, oh, thank you for finally letting me out. <laughs> I've been in here for seventeen years. Your, your mole man sounds like the dogs from the Aristocats. Shut up. <laughs> okay. So, uh, let's get ahead and get a prompt ready for next time. Our next prompt is... And I've actually been like writing notes down. Like I've actually, once I come up with an idea for a prompt, uh, I've been writing it down. Though, uh, I will say that if anyone wants to write in for an idea for a prompt, uh, I will take that into consideration because i would love i would love to hear that uh so if you want to shoot me an email or uh send me on our twitter but i prefer email uh that'd be great all right so our next prompt because we've been talking a lot about things we really liked or find really nostalgic recently i want to talk about something we do not like at all what straight to dvd sequel makes you the most angry hmm and obviously, it's not going to be late in Tramp Two uh, for Casey's part because he actually likes that movie because he's a freak. Well, um, it, it might be mine because I'm I'm really angry that I said that I liked it and I I I don't actually. <laughs> so like whatever, you know. We're like <laughs> like I think I'm I'm just saying that at this point in time, I could probably construct a pretty good argument that it's my least favorite one. Um, okay, well, but I I probably the, won't. I'll find something else in the interim, I guess. Uh, so uh, the next this episode's gonna be up on the 29th. So September 12th, I think that's when this prompt's gonna be. No, not September 12th. Uh, it's gonna be up to uh, Friday or September 1st. It, the prompt's gonna be due September 1st uh, or September 2nd. 
but uh, depending whether or not I have a Friday or a Saturday off, but whatever. Um, so yeah, just get your responses in. There's uh, just send it to ToonPoundPublic at gmail dot com, or no, ToonPoundPublicWorks at gmail dot com, and or send it to at ToonPoundPublic on Twitter. Uh, your responses for this, because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of repeat answers this time. I've actually I'm really impressed that there's actually been, never been any repeat answers uh in our in our show so far but uh if you think you've seen someone else already say it that's fine that just makes it even more damning uh so uh yeah i, ho- I hope hopefully uh you will get back to us soon with that and i am thinking about what i want to to say too so yep so we are now on google play and stitcher yes yes uh, we are so I, I'm pretty sure that means that basically all of the major platforms you can now get our podcast on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we I don't know. Do have we had any iTunes reviews yet? Have we checked it all? I actually haven't checked. Let me double check real fast. Okay. I said I said the first person to do an iTunes review, I would read it online, even if it was bad. Even if it was like someone saying it wasn't good, I'm just saying I would like to see reviews for it. Perfect. Uh. uh uh, it looks like no, we, we do not have enough ratings to display an average for this podcast, so. Alright, well. Uh, but, yeah, uh, we really would love it if you did review us on iTunes, or, like, just, even if it's just a five-star rating, or one-star rating, or three-star, or whatever, I, basically any number between one and five, just rate us on iTunes, uh, because that just gets us on the map basically it would make it so people can actually see our stuff it um, really does help thank you if uh, you do it and even if you just do it one or in like or you can do it on stitcher too i think stitcher also has ratings as well as google play um just rate us anywhere that you think you listen to this uh if you do listen to that but i i just and we mentioned that we are on stitcher and google play now yeah he literally just said that <laughs> oh okay like were you even listening or yes okay i guess maybe we... <laughs> uh well, anyways, uh, so yeah, just leave us a review. Uh, you can follow us at Toontown Public on Twitter.com. Uh, our website is ToontownPublicWorks.com. Uh, we have links to our RSS feed on our Twitter account, as well as all our other places you can find us. There's a and thread that's pinned to the top of our account, so you'll be able to access those easy. As always, uh, if you want to watch any of the cartoons we watched today, they will be available in the show notes. I definitely have YouTube links for all of them this week. Yeah, so it won't it won't be a problem like it mm. might like it, it won't be less troublesome than it was in the past. Uh, and uh, as always, always we would like to thank Alex for being our editor and getting this show put together. It's a stressful endeavor, and I probably didn't make it easy for you today because I've cursed so much this episode (laughs) (laughs) um but uh yeah so uh, thank you alex for helping alex you are awesome and we love you thanks alex oh and by by the time this episode goes up uh yes uh it'll be alex's birthday so happy birthday alex happy Happy birthday birthday, Alex. alex yay um so all right uh that about does it for us today uh, my name is HT the Raccoon. I'm Casey the Dog. I'm Sir the Cat. And this has been Toontown Public Works. And these cartoons have been archived.
and potion. Now I know she's a phony. 